0: Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing
1: being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service. Please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. Today's episode, I'm super excited to have my man Brad back on. Uh, outlaws, underscore sports, underscore cards, all plural. Brad, how you doing today?
0: I mean, I feel like I'm on so much now. I just, you know, it should almost be like a regular visit my should like yeah. my own little segment for maybe like a minute or two in every episode at least right
1: something yeah, maybe you have to do the intro or something you know like, like i don't know, know i can't <laughs> do the intro
0: every time you do the intro it always makes me smile it always makes me laugh i don't know why you always have me cracking up when you do your
1: intro <laughs> uh I, hopefully i make everybody smile when they hear the intro you know. <laughs> but, I,
0: I don't know i don't know but it'll be funny i just want to hear you say the big canon the whole thing i just i don't know like, i start smiling <laughs>
1: Uh, you know, shout, real quick shout out to my man, Jordan, who, uh, comes on a lot, uh, at Zips cards, uh, his, his wife had, they had the baby yesterday oh, congratulations! congratulations to him. Uh, and, and I said to, to my wife, I'm like, send, send over, you know, like I asked my daughter, like I asked him, I said, do you have a registry? And he said. You know, every, everything's bought out, right? So, so I, I call my daughter up. I'm like, what, what do you give? Like, somebody's having, she says, give them food cards. Like, and when they have a brand new baby and they go home, they're like, they don't want to cook. Get something like Uber Eats or whatever. So I told my wife, I said, all right, have the baby. Go ahead, you know, send it over. She messages me today and she said, do I say it's from Big Ken or just
0: <laughs> <laughs> They don't know who you like, are, they're just Ken, right?
1: Yeah, like he knows who I am. I mean, Ken is fine. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah, you're uh, right. If you
0: sign something Ken to me, I might go, Who the heck is this? Unless I, I knew the reference to it. So yeah, yeah, that's funny.
1: So so we're at the end of uh this is actually gonna air in 2024, right? It's gonna air next week, but it's still 2023. And I've got if you're on YouTube, I I got this great clock behind me, I like the countdown to the new year. Um
0: happy new and, year. Uh,
1: you know brought you on want to talk about like a couple things like just you know what what went well for you in 2023 what'd you learn in 2023 what do you you know what do you what are you looking forward to in 2024 are you changing things up or or is it you know business as usual
0: i mean the last part's great it's going to definitely be a lot of for me business as usual because i don't see anything changing for me with what i've been doing and how i'm doing it um still trying to always find it's i guess the talk terms now it's like cards that are less easily comped you know on a every 30 second basis you know um still trying to find those cards you know because that's that's the only win you really can get these days if you can try to find cards that are just let's not use the word liquid. We can talk about that later. Um, But um, just when you can actually put up a fight on comps is where you can, you know, you got to find that stuff. It's hard. It's hard, but I'm not going to change that. Um, Where did I fail this year? My failures. Very easy. Anytime I messed with anything modern, I just got myself bit in the butt and I'm not trying to dissuade anybody. I know a lot of people do it and I don't have the mechanisms to move cards and i don't want to move cards every hour by the hour yeah so like you know you walk into a Je- justin jefferson card and you know you go home with it and then the next show you show up and the dude's not playing and you know nobody wants him and it's great That's so i just okay so you know you sit on those cards you lose your money and you learn just to not do it again until someone else walks up to your table and tries to Seven sell you that Birdie. for 70 <laughs> percent of comps and you're like wow this is just so cheap and he's so great you know, and then he gets benched, like Russell Wilson. I mean, you know, just just learning that. No matter how much we know that game, just mm-hmm. it's so tempting to get involved in it. And no matter how much I've been tempted, uh, and I've taken that bit the apple, I still just man, I got to stop. Um, yeah. it, it's still, great. It's, that's
1: just, it's great. It's great that you brought that up because because I just I want to just jump in real quick and say that my biggest successes last, this past year, I should, it's this year, because it's still this year. My biggest successes was ultra modern, but it wasn't the quick flip. It was, I'm buying in December, January, February, March, and then I'm looking to move in June, July, and mm-hmm. August. Mm-hmm. So that that was my success. Mm-hmm. And, and coming into this year, I I've, I've set up a few players that I want to prospect on and do the same thing. I mean, take a guy like Desmond Ritter. And like people were, were, were coming at Some people were coming at me with, with praises and some people were coming at me shaking. They with that disappointed look saying, oh, you know, why would you... You know, put your money in Desmond Ritter. Have you did you not learn with Mac Jones the year before? And I and I tell them I did learn, but my problem with the Mac Jones and the Zach Wilson those cards is I didn't sell them fast enough. I sat on them for too long. Right. You know, Desmond Ritter that last year was buying him. I bought a ton of his cards. I moved them all May, June, July. For a profit, and it didn't matter to me whether he was a phenomenal quarterback come September or he was going to be sat on the bench for somebody else because I didn't have any of those cards left, right? So there's yeah. a way. So when we're talking ultra modern, and you're yeah. saying you got bit, you're right. I mean, if someone comes up and, and you buy that card, and the guy, you know, the Joe Burrows, right? He he's out IR for the rest of the season. All of a sudden, if you're sitting on some of those cards that you just picked up that you were looking to move, you're stuck with them now.
0: Right, and and that's just the game. I, you know, quality stuff you buy, it, you see it at the right price, you get it, and you look, you know, like bro, like great example. You know, you, Burrow's great stuff. You buy it, you try to buy it at the right price, and then he gets hurt. And the market is so fickle that I'm fine. He's a great quarterback, but you know now they become long term holds, and I'm okay with holding stuff like that per se, but I don't want to don't want to be involved with it. I own it and want to flip it. So when I go home with it, I almost like I look at my clock sometimes when someone walks up to my table and it's you know 11 o'clock and that card is presented to me to buy, I might buy it. But at 2.30, no, I'm not even touching it because I know I'm going home with that card and probably not going to put it out for two weeks. And that's going to be my that's my lesson learned. Is that a lesson for everybody else out there? I don't know. Even if you're setting up every weekend. No, you should be taking advantage of your ability to flip these things. But I can't. I don't maybe one day, but uh, I don't want to get involved with that game too much. And, and you know, one of the also great things I've really learned are really a lot more. There's really a lot of solid people in the hobby, um, a lot more than I would even have thought there were. You know, it's unregulated. We get criticized for a lot of scumbaggery type folks and and habits and, you know, ethics and morals don't apply in the sports car world because no one's really. You know, you can make a mistake, get called for it. And then three weeks later be back and people are like patting you on the back for, you know, showing your face again. And nobody cares because you got money in your hand yep. in the real world. That's not acceptable. Um, but I did realize that those poor voices and poor actors, it's just like anything else. There's just a few. They're just a little louder in our group, in, in our world. Uh, but I think there's a lot more really good people out there. Spend yep. some time getting to know them. You know, we say this all the time on this show, but, Man, I learned that. I really learned there's a lot of really good people out there. And, you know, let's not let's not judge each other on, you know, sometimes on smell. Yes, I'll judge you if you smell. If you have not worn deodorant at my table, I will judge you fairly. But if you, um, you know, I think uh, we've also said in the past, entry into the card community is very, very simple. Just don't be, you know, don't be douchey and probably wear deodorant. And I think that's we realize that maybe it's not as hard of a thing to do as we joke about. It's really There's a lot of good people and you meet them and you talk to them and you spend time at a show with them and you're like, wow, there's just, they're, there's better people than you think.
1: you know. Yeah. What, I, what I find interesting is, is we know in what you're explaining is it's on the honor system, really. I mean, we're in there on the honor system, but, but what I, what I find a lot is, you know, when people come up, like guys come up when they bring their kids to the show, right. And you you've seen this and, and the kid, you know, makes a deal and buys a card And you put your hand out and and the father's like, shake his hand, you know, like Mm -hmm. get the deal done and that type of thing. So there's a lot of people who, who show up and even know we're on the honor system. There's, there's handshaking, there's, there's good negotiation back and forth on things like that, you know? So, and, and I think that's what kind of kept me in it. Like there wasn't Mm -hmm. a lot of excitement for me to get into the hobby, but -hmm. then when I realized there was just. You know, there's just a lot of great people, like you're saying, a lot of great people in the and ho- the hobby. But there was a lot of lessons to be learned, even for for families coming in with fathers and sons and mothers and daughters and things like. I mean, there, I think there's just lessons to be learned there, just because these kids they sit home, they play on video games, they're on their phones all day. So I think for them to come out and be social and talking, because you great I mean, you're pulling your phone out and you're looking up comps and things like that, but you still have to interact. You still have to ask me, are you willing to take this? Willing to take, take that? And you go back and forth and, and you see there's some kids that come up and, and they're better than their parents. Like they know way more and they're better negotiators and and at the end of the day i mean we talk about this all the time because we joke about this we're like you know this kid's going to law school or this kid's going like like you really see like they're they're going to take these these, this is the beginning this is the beginning of something yeah they're 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 really learning something and then they're 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 going they're going to take this with them in life and it's life lessons and you know you just know that you know, if they use this properly, they're going to be successful.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, even the team, teen- even not the so young. I mean, the teenagers, the tw- it's funny interaction today. I told him I actually might mention him today. Uh, I was at the emu card show today, by the way. Kids, parents, moms. It was crazy that parking lot was full. It was, uh, it was a great scene. And a card where, show. Where, where's that show? This was in uh, Middlesex Middlesex County in Middlesex Elks Lodge. Um is usually a small show, uh very small. I love the small shows. I've been to it before. Never set up. I just went today to get out of the house because there's really, on a Friday from 12 to 7, this time of the year, there's nothing. Place yeah. is packed. I mean, we we would have known every dealer there, Um, but there was a ton of customers there and, and, and a lot of young kids, a lot of kids. But we got to take care of these kids, right? When they come to your table to sell, you can't screw them. You got to yeah. make sure you go. And you shouldn't screw anybody anyway, regardless. Let's preface that, but – You should do your best to make sure that you're gonna educate this kid as to why you're gonna make this price to him. You know, you've seen me do it. Actually tell them, here's the price you should offer me on this card. And they laugh. Sometimes they don't even want to offer that, but you gotta educate them on how to how to even present you know, an offer yeah. to you, but you know,
1: it's just, and it's, and it's great because you see, I see you do that. I do that. You see other dealers do that. You know, when a kid comes up and you know, the kid's sharp and, and the kids really trying, like all of a sudden we start giving them pointers, right? Right. Like, you know, it. like, like, Hey, th- this is what this costs. Maybe you should be offering me this or maybe, or, or just break down the scenario for them. So not, not so much for us because we're going to get the deal done anyways with them. But, Moving on to the next guy, again, it's yeah. just lessons. Some of these were. kids, you
0: almost wish like like a stock you could invest in them because you know, like you know, if you handle this, if you could invest in this kid that's in front of you, like not give him the money, but invest five thousand dollars in his stock, you're probably gonna make a lot of money, you know, in in future performance of 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 that uh, individual. So it's almost like a uh, in my head, you look at them like, man, I wish I could invest in that kid. You know, yeah. they're just good. They're, they're just they yeah. know what they're doing, and 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 yeah. it's great stuff. Uh,
1: it's like seeing an athlete. Right? Yeah, you is. just
0: know, and you know the brain is is a funny thing, man. You, that's you know the athlete athletes. We get old, or you get old. I'll never was an athlete. You lose your muscles, things change, but um you keep that brain sharp, man. You keep that forever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that forever. And so, it's funny. so this
1: show, this show you went to was it? it was busy. A lot of people yeah, it was there. Busy.
0: It was busy, yeah. and I was going to make the point about the younger. There's a younger, uh younger crew there. They're always together. These three guys. They sit at this table. Uh, and they're big dudes too. And he always at the six foot table and they're like sitting like this in these little chairs. And I always laugh and make fun of them. And they're really great dudes. They're really awesome. One dude. He's like, if you met, saw this dude, Ken, I mean, he's, I don't even know his name. He might be listening. He's like six foot four. He's bald. He looks gigantic, but he's the nicest dude on the planet. And he's so friendly, but one of his partners is there. And last time I saw him, I asked the price of a card. And this is what he said to me. I'll see what you say. Uh, This was not, I didn't preface you with this before the show. I asked the price of Patrick Mahomes card and he said 1.5. So, you know me, what do you think I said to him? 1.5 million. (laughs) And he goes, no, 1,500. I said, well, I work for a bank. I said, in the normal world, if you walk up to someone and say 1.5, that means millions. So in the card world, let's stop using point. I said it's really like a big pet peeve of mine. Decimal places belong in the correct spot. So let's not say one point five. So anyway, I was teasing this kid. I told him I was going to do that today, and that these little things like that, you know, like I told him, it sounds like a funny little thing to get quirky about, but that's not correct. You say one point five, it's a dollar fifty, or one point five million.
1: Yeah, that's a comma
0: there, brother. If it's fifteen hundred. Yeah. So those little things, but the show is packed. All people running around. Um, I don't know who's buying what. I know a couple of dealers looked like they had a line at their table. People selling them stuff, and um, same dealers you know, busy. The same dealers you know that were not busy were also not busy. You yeah. know, um, <laughs> you know the ones that you walk up to the table and you know exactly what's in the case and there's why there's no one there, and yeah. then the other tables why you know there's 300 kids with briefcases on it. You know because there's Something going on that's um, that's drawn there. The kids love some of these guys, you know, which is great.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I know it's funny you see, use that 1.5 reference. I do this all the time. I'll walk up to a table and I'll say, and somebody will say 6 or 5, right? And I'll know it's 5K. Right. And I'll be like, 500. I'm like, I think I would buy that. I think I'll buy that card for 500. They're like, right. no, no, it's
0: not 500. It's
1: 5 000. I'm like,
0: oh, 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 okay. At least say 5K, something like, but 1.5 there's no point in <laughs> 1500 that's a comma yeah, if you yeah, put 1.5 on your sticker in a store
1: the dollar one's gonna
0: think it's dollar50 and they're gonna walk out of it with a dollar fifty. so like these little <laughs> funny things but you know um this the, the people that were there though again it was just this, it was it felt like rounders you know um the movie felt a bit like rounders uh, the movie rounders the show when you walked in every dealer we knew every one of them it felt like um that. You know, and they're who's going to walk into the room that they don't know that's actually there to buy cards and not be like one of us, per se. Um, But there was a lot of people that were not like us, which was nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. Very busy. Now,
1: Now, the last time you were on, you were getting ready to do another. So this was just a Friday night show, right? This one you went to? Was yeah, Friday, twelve to thing?
0: seven. They advertise it. Emu card shows. It's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They do a real nice job. Mm-hmm. Gave away. They give away fifty dollar door prizes, hundred dollar door prizes. They were giving away yeah. some really nice stuff today, and I think they always do. They're very generous. It's a. Yeah. You yeah. you know it's you know the show is decent when all the the dealers that we know are filling up the room. You know, yeah. um, That yeah. they that they don't have space for people because all the real the professionals want to be there. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I always. Those shows are, as we know, are tougher for, for professionals to, to buy and, and buy at. But mm-hmm. those are great shows because you know that the products they have are meant for they're designed exactly for what the customers want. Most of those dealers are got, you know, price wise, I don't know, but card wise, they're usually equipped to, to to put out what everyone's looking for. Most yeah. of those guys are and
1: gals. Yeah. I did. A, we had a local here in Plainville uh, the Friday before Christmas. They did. A, it was, it's usually, you know, one, you know, it's, it's a one Saturday a month in Plainville, but they said, Hey, we're going to do a Friday show. And I talked about being super excited to go there. And when I went there now, I, I've gone the last few months to the, I, I say the last few months, I go every month to the show. It's on a Saturday. If I'm not away at a show, I'm, I'm going to the show. And I, you know, I don't do that many deals. And again, it's like, I know all the dealers. They all know me. I know what they have. I've seen their stuff, but I still go anyways. Cause you never know, you know, I just like to be part of the hobby and go out there. Sure. Right? But this Friday night, Friday night, super excited. Went over there. I ended up buying, you know, three or four cards. I watched, there was so many, you know, I just felt that there was this buzz in the air for yep. a Friday night yep. show and deals were being made. And it was, it was pretty exciting. I, I don't know. Yeah. I just,
0: I was here two 30 on a Friday today. I mean, I know everyone's off from school and stuff and then yeah. people are kind of off, but there was buzz in there, but I was like, you, I knew all the dealers. I went for the fun of it. We saw John and Joe who run the cardboard carnival, which is a great show I'm setting up at soon. And, uh, we saw, um, uh, actually, you know, the guys I just referenced and there's a, you know, a bunch of dudes that, you know, from like whatnot that would be selling like rice cakes or all these guys are there. And, um, a lot of friendly faces, a lot of good people. Um, You know Jay. He sets. I see Jay all the time. Definitely doesn't listen. But you know he sets up. He's a lot of the same guys that are all friendly, great, great dudes. And for me, he doesn't
1: listen. We're not mentioning him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's why. Joe, uh, my buddy Joe. Joe's cards, and and then you had cards by Joe, who's also a great dude. I saw him today. A lot of you know card. You know him.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of great guys walking uh... around
0: the aisles today, just hanging out. Um, A lot of great folks there, just socializing, being friendly, and then deals are not being deals. It was almost like we again we've talked about this before it just it felt like i went to like happy hour with a bunch of people with no alcohol yeah everybody there kids all different ages were there to talk about cards and i you know hung out for an hour and a half
1: yeah
0: i got some free chips for my buddy joe and i went home yeah but it was great and that's kind of like what i felt what it felt like yeah It it was good it was really good uh, it was a good time to get out. Even if I wasn't, I didn't honestly, I sadly, I didn't spend a dollar. I paid $3 to get in. Um, and I used their bathroom. That's about
1: the best. <laughs> it was worth it. Try. It was worth all three bucks.
0: I try. I did try. I did try.
1: Um, hard. And stop. that's the important part, right? We go to these shows, we try to make deals, right? And, 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 and what, what works for us may not work for somebody else right so i mean for for what we're doing a lot of times we're setting up right we're going to shows and and we're always fine tuning fine tuning fine tuning so we're at a point now where we know and i just talked about this on a previous episode like i know immediately when i look at the three comps I know what people are going to offer me for the card, or what they're willing to be paid. So now I have to get below that. And it's and you know I understand when people are like, no, I just can't go that low. I I understand that absolutely right. You know, because I don't know where you're at at the card. You may be way over, right? You may be way underwater on the card. So and I talk about you have to you have to be into a card well, in order to be able to buy better,
0: buy better, buy better, buy better, buy better, better. just keep buying better. Gotta keep fine-tuning, gotta keep fine-tuning how you buy. Keep making relationships with people that want to sell. Keep and this is hard to say to people because it's hard with budgets, but expand the pile that you're growing. I mean, buy a bigger make it a let's not say bulk because to some people, bulk means boxes. Bulk could be 10 cards to you. You know, you will get a better deal when you buy more cards. If you're trying to pick off one at a time, if you come to my table try to pick off one $30 card, you're not going to get it for 20 bucks. But if you take three or four cards, there's a good chance you'll average them out to be where you want to be. So again, start thinking long game, not short game. Don't think, hey, I'm going to pay $10 for this card and I can only get 15 for it. Think about how you can get this card down to eight by taking more $10 cards that are worth 15 and getting them down for eight also and Mm -hmm. keep making more money. Again, I know it's easy to speak, when you can walk into a card show, I don't know your budget, but it could be with fifty dollars or five thousand dollars. You can make that happen. You just mm-hmm. think smarter. The guy and the guy or gal across from you selling you those cards, you think they want to sell you one? They want to sell you that's five. All. They want to sell that, you-
1: that that's why these guys are so successful and they come in and say, Hey, if I buy eight or ten of these cards, mm-hmm. can can you give me a better deal than than what the you know? That's why they're so successful. People are like, Yeah, if I can sell out half my case. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. sell it for for sure. for And if your
0: margins are right, who cares? You know, as a dealer, we want to go home with cash so we can put better stuff in, keep tightening up yeah. our business. And, you know, yeah. if you're, especially if you're taking stuff that we would perceive as like not stuff we want to hold. I mean, there's always ask, yeah. there's conversation. Most dealers are happy to have a conversation and let you know where they want to be on stuff if you tell them. Yeah. Again, it, that goes back again. It's the same theme every time we talk. It's relationship, conversation, relationship, yeah. relationship. I'll sell a card cheaper to somebody I like than to somebody I can't stand. I wouldn't sell it to them at full comps. And that's a fact. And anyone that wouldn't tell you that, you know what? They obviously just don't care. I mean, I personally would rather go home with a card than sell it to someone who's a complete jerk for a full price. <laughs> and I don't care. I'd rather yeah. sell to you for 75% and know yeah. that I made you a couple bucks and be happy than the guy that's yeah. going to go flip it that's a real yeah. jerk.
1: Or one of these sixteen-year-old kids, or twelve or fourteen-year-old kids that are coming in and they're trying to, you know, hustle and buy and sell cards. You, you know, you'd rather give them the deal than yeah, give it to, to 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 another guy who's set up right next to you, type right? Of thing. And and who is
0: yeah. you know is abusing your prices or whatever. You know, it's just yeah, I own, yeah. like right. You you want to help people make money that you want to see succeed, and mm-hmm. it's a weird thing, but isn't that just what we all do anyway? I mean, you know. Yeah. Back to that, it goes to like bad dealer behavior. You know, we talked about that before, too. It's um, a lot of the dealers are the ones that are making the larger deals in the room, which is I've always said it's great. They're keeping us all liquid that we can continue to improve our businesses and and our inventory and keep us paying bills. But by the same token, too. When you walk up to my table and I might make, make a deal with you because maybe the prices are working but that'll be the last time we do a deal. When you start waving your phone in my face and showing me like comp, comp, comp. And you start talking to me, like, I don't know or you can And I'm sure this guy is listening. Like convince me to buy this card. Like, are you serious? Are you going to actually, you're a grown adult in the card business. You need to tell somebody like, convince me to buy this card, Mm -hmm. throw me something like, all right, folks, let's just stop with the cheesy stuff. Like just be, you know Mm -hmm. what? I need you to take 10 bucks off more. I can't do that. Any 20. Stop with the games, you know, stop being yeah. it gets a little, ex- stop with the last comp crap. Cause I'm going to go back and check and see that there's four other comps that are not the last comp. So when you walk mm-hmm. up to me and you say last comp, I'm going to check. And if your last comp to me is $26, but the four before that are 52, I'm just going to not even counter you and walk away. Just be straight. Say, Hey, last was 26, but before they did 50 and 50, where do you want to be? If you think I'm going to sell it to you for 20 bucks to be under mm-hmm. last comp, the answer is no. But you can have that conversation. Some folks, you just got to under, listen, dealers, if you're out there listening, learn how to do this better. I can get better every day. Can you tend to learn how to talk to the dealers, learn how to communicate with each other, be honest and upfront and stop like trying to nickel and dime. Don't nickel and dime. Stop. I know you got to pay your bills. I do too. You nickel and dime me. I don't care. Go away. Please just go away. I don't care. I'll tell you to go away. Just do it.
1: My, my my ability to look up comps as fast as everybody else has really put me into a different lane because I can't sit there and pull them up as fast as everybody else does. So what I do is that is the night before a show. I go through it, I comp everything, but I look and I try to memorize all the last two, three, four sales. And there's there's times where I'm like, no, I know this, this, and that. And somebody will be like, no, there's a sale for, and there's been these one or two times where that sales happened that day, right? But for the most part, I know right away, and I think it makes me look like a better salesman. Yeah. look like, you know, like I really know what I'm doing when someone says, you know, Oh, what, you know, what, what's your price on that card? And I'll give them the price. And I'll say, I know the last, they'll start looking it up and I'll say, I know the last three sales were boom, boom, boom. Right. So we're, we're, we're right now. We don't need to play any more games. There's there's, everybody knows the comps.
0: Everybody can look up comps. So, you know, just talk, like, just talk, even show, like wouldn't you rather do the deal with the dealer and the dealer, whoever dealer customer where everybody's, it's not, a, it, you know, people say it's buying and selling. It's still a trade. You're trading your cash for my card or my cash for your card. We're still making a trade. Yep. At the end of the day, that transaction, everybody needs to still win or feel comfortable winning, right? Whether everybody's winning or not is not relevant in this conversation, but people should walk away feeling like they both at least had success. That's the idea of the transaction. And mm-hmm. um, that could happen a lot easier when people or not. I mean, Hey, here's the, I think approach, you know, again, we just still a business. It's in some ways it's not professional, but everyone is really good at this. Um, I've learned so much about how to comp cards. I was in the slow lane with this too, even six months ago, but you know, Ken, if you spend, you know, five minutes with a a couple decent folks that forget the age, there's, there's dudes that are older than you that can comp cards faster than, than anybody. Just talk to them about what they're doing. Ask them that when you see someone doing when you like anything in life, when you see somebody doing something really well that you like, ask them how they're doing it. Most yeah. people, unless they're it's a secret or they're getting paid to share this, don't you think most people want to tell you like, "Hey, how'd you lose all that weight?" Well, this is it's, you're paying someone a compliment. You're actually paying homage to someone. Wow, that looks what you did is great. How'd you do that? Most people. Yeah. Want to and say, hey, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to now give you all my secrets because you told me how handsome I am. <laughs> so why don't you just like say, hey, Brad, that's great. How'd you do that? You know what? Yeah. I'll give you all my secrets now. We <laughs> so be nice. We all want to boast yeah. and brag. We all want to yeah. say how we bought something cheap and how we got it and how we got yeah. a ten and came up. Doesn't everybody want that? I mean, yeah,
1: you know. yeah. So, so I, uh, leading right into that, perfect segue, right? So, this past year. One of the things that I've learned is my the most profit I've made on cards are not graded cards that I purchased to resell, no matter how well I purchased them, but it was cards that I graded, right? Cards that I I either ripped or I was in a break. Or well, there's a comment of
0: 2023, Ken right there. You know, there's the uh that was the that was the that was the smartest line of 2023. Buy a raw card and get it graded is the most easy way and the best way yeah. to make money. Wow, yeah. who would have thought that? Ken, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so when I, I say that about me, are, are you feeling the same way? Always. Is there? I've
0: yeah. always felt that though. Always, I've said that from day one. If yeah. you sell me a slab, you know, I I don't like honestly. I'm embarrassed to offer people low prices. I just won't offer you anything but it's hard to buy slabs from people, hard to buy slabs from anybody. Cause yeah. you know, you know, because it changed.
1: I mean, before this year, it was very easy to buy these slabs and, and turn them over that, you know, but before this year for a number of years before that, it was easy to go to a show and buy four five, six, seven slabs out of somebody's case. But there's, a reason, them.
0: Though, there's a reason because cards were k- taking six months to grade and they were costing 50 to 60, $80 to grade. So, yeah. Why do it? I just buy the card and grade it. There's the come up, and you yeah. can flip it. And cards were moving so fast, but now you buy a slab, you know, unless you have a come up with the player or you're buying it right, you know, um, it's tougher. It is definitely tougher, but for some people, most people can you know, you buy a stack of great raw cards and you send them in for grading, there's extra cost, there's waiting, and there's no guarantees on what you're going to get. So, I get it. Some people don't want that risk, and I get it too. Mm-hmm. It's a very unaffordable risk for people. You send in one order of cards and you get imagine, you know, younger in the industry, younger in the business. I don't care your age, you're doing the six months. You built up a thousand dollar little pot of cards, you send them in to get graded, and now you get a bunch of eights and nines on modern prism type stuff, colored prism, lamelo ball, stuff like that. Now you're slaughtered. You're done. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. But if you bought or, it well, or,
1: or you it. or you could be like me and buy yourself a big you know, magnifying glass with the light on it. Right. And just sit there and, you know, take all these glasses off and you just get underneath it and you go through it. And you know, I, that, that's what, I all I started to do it. And the way I, and, and I'm, I'm going to be straight up. If I can do it and get tens. Yes. Anybody can do it. I pay anybody someone
0: to help me do that. And the reason why I pay someone for that is honestly, I, I have like awful eyes. B, I have no patience, Ken. Like, really no patience to do it. And there are people who really enjoy it. They enjoy it. And it's not expensive. And it's nothing illegal, inappropriate. They're no, just, no. like, wiping off fingerprints, taking no. off if There's, like, a little – sometimes on a card, you, they cut it. You can see there's something hanging off of it. You know, no. sometimes a little wipe. Just wipe it. No. Me? I don't want to mess with it. I send it to my friend. He's really good. He does the paperwork and sends it all on the PSA for me. So – All I do is open up the box with the results. It costs a little bit more, but I don't deal with it. And I'm, yeah. yeah. if you have a
1: guy that's good, if you have a guy that's good, that's perfect. But I think a lot of us will say we really don't. And if you do have a guy that's good, it, like, like I, I know, and I'll say, my guy Jordan zips cards. He's great. He'll look at cards all the time. I mean, he'll pull it out and say, This is what I think, or I think you need to do this, or wipe it down, or whatever. Yeah. And he'll just do it. He'll just do it looking at a card where I have the YouTube videos on how to clean it, how to wipe a
0: card and clean a card. It's not like yeah. it's, you know, yeah. you can do it. It's not hard. Yeah, but but it
1: takes, it. there's a certain, I think it takes a certain bit of skill too for somebody, yes. you know, and they, they need to have patience because I know I've done it. You need not to have me. patience. Not for me doing it. So, me. I mean, I, I, would take I put
0: three cards, wipe it down and go I, I'm done. And they would sit in a big pile. I I have it takes me th- like three weeks. I have an order that's supposed to go for prepping. It's been sitting on my kitchen table in a box to be prepped, to be packaged for like three weeks. It takes me that just to get to do that. It's like, ugh, like I don't want to send this box. Mm-hmm. I don't want to package all these things. I don't want to deal with it. I'm not wiping cards, and you know what? My friend enjoys it. He can he, he takes the money and can use a couple extra bucks to buy himself something. Maybe I don't know. Whatever he likes it. If he wants to sit and do it all day, and you know what? I'm sure he feels great when he sends me a text message that like my Patrick Mahomes optic red ninety nine got a ten. I mean, I'm sure like you wish it was your card if you were prepping it. But did, um,
1: did you grade that card? Sure did. I did oh, not. Oh, I thought it. you. I thought yes, you bought that as as you,
0: All those pictures I sent you Ken, were all were raw purchases: the Mahomes, the Unitas, um, the oh, Barry wow. Sanders, row Zero, the Blue Legacy, the Ninety Nine. Yeah. That is nasty. Uh, the downtown. You were standing next to me when that Sean Taylor downtown walked up. In fact, one of the episodes a few months ago, I think I showed it here. That ten, and uh, those cards will all be available. At White Plains will be the next time they'll be available, not a day before. And they will probably not make it a day after. Mahomes might. I'll be high on Mahomes. Uh, yeah. Last comp on that card twice was ten grand, And yeah. I wouldn't even – I know people listening are going to think I'm crazy. I wouldn't listen to an offer that didn't start with a ten. Uh You know, for anybody that doesn't woke up
1: well, – I I could say there was one on PDA, and I don't know if it's still there. There's one on PWCC that I for 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 a few months it was on there, and I kept trying to go on there, and I kept throwing up a bid on it, and I was outbid, and you know I let it go, and then it would show up two weeks later again, and it it was, it, was it no it was under ten it was the it was
0: two, the last two on that red to ninety nine they both sold over like just over ten grand so I'm happy you know mm. uh, you uh, I don't know if you know what I paid but I paid very correctly very correctly
1: um well it's just it was just good because usually on a card like that when you buy into it so your guy must be good because a lot of times what people will do and and you know this they'll buy the card they'll crack it out and they'll try to sell it raw you know if it doesn't grade well and, and 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 i would have to imagine a mahomes rookie red rookie to 99 Right, that that had to have been graded at least once or twice. So I
0: would say I'm gonna say in this particular case, no, because I know where the card came from, and the person it came from was probably somebody no different than you know everybody we pray to be, someone who bought cards, collected cards, didn't grade them, kept them at home, and didn't care. It just so happened that the one they had of this card happened to be a ten condition. But, you know, you could walk into this guy's house. They would have had this card in the box. It could have been Nate also. Probably pack, pulled or bought it like a collector. Didn't grade cards. You know, sold it. up Honestly, if that card even had a rip in it, I probably would have bought it. Because you just don't get to see stuff like that. And, and yeah. to me, that card is just gross because it's the true red. And I'm not a Chiefs fan. But I've always been a big Mahomes fan. And I do think now would be the time. I'm not selling mine. But now would be a good time to buy Mahomes with his little bitchiness and they're down a little bit. You know, this kid's the real deal, right? He's not done. This kid's got many, many years and many, many Super Bowls left. This might be the down market. This might be the last
1: time we get to buy. Think about that. End of 2023, the
0: card market's soft. Mahomes' prices are not – they're good. They've been good. They're not anywhere strong. You know what happens if Mahomes gets it to gear and runs, makes a deep run in the playoffs again. Now where his cards mm-hmm. going? And then next season, the hype's gonna be back. As, again. A,
1: as a Chiefs fan, I'm praying that happens. As a collector of his cards, I'm hoping that that he just they get they got knocked out the first round and everybody's down. This guy's a bum, right? right? Not, Go out and right. so buy listen, him. I don't many- care.
0: I don't care <laughs> how many problems they have. I don't care what Mahomes is bitched about or not bitched about. Yeah. And I don't care how good some of the other teams are. To me. Yeah. Until Mahomes stops ending up in Super Bowls or on the doorstep, all roads go through Kansas City. Yep. Go beat him. Go knock him off. Get him knocked out in the first round. Someone else take over. Do it for a couple years. I'll buy in. Right now, until somebody tells me Kansas City's not making the playoffs, I'm still in the pre-seat When the when the playoffs start, I'll go make a bet. and I don't bet, but I do every year. I always pick a Super Bowl winner probably picking the chiefs every year. Cause I believe in Mahomes. but I probably will go and, and throw some money on the chiefs to win the super bowl. Cause how do you just, I don't even, I don't like him that like that, but how do you not, how do you bet against them? <laughs> Who else? If you had, if you had money to put on right now in the NFL, forget your love of teams. And your hatred who, for views. Who, who does he, he remind
1: you of this year, though? Doesn't he remind you of Brady and the Patriots, where where everybody was cheering because they were the Patriots were would go through this this thing in their season where they'd be stumbling and they'd look terrible, and everybody saying, no, guy. they're He's all done. They're they're He's all huge. done, right?" But yeah. they won their win their division because the division was horrible. They'd make it to the playoffs, and next thing you know, you turn around and they're in the Super Bowl, right? I mean,
0: let's be real. I mean, listen, I'm not a again, I'm a almost 50-year-old white dude sitting by a computer that never played, like, any real sports other than, like, high school, low-level stuff. What is the... Tell I mean, tell me who in the AFC scares you other than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yeah, okay, the Dolphins could be good, and there's all...
1: No, I, right, like, I I don't know I, I I think I think this is the year for Lamar Jackson I think Baltimore maybe but he doesn't but he doesn't scare nice me he
0: doesn't I don't I'm not going to bed tonight going ooh Lamar Jackson and the Ravens like I'm not scared <laughs> I'm not going to bed going ooh like you know we've seen Tua get beaten by some bad the Eagles look vulnerable Dallas looks funny I mean
1: yeah
0: end of the day mm-hmm. all these things of Mahomes up where's he gonna be you know again I I I'll I'll take it when I'm dead wrong here. And they get knocked out. of. They don't even make the playoffs this year. But I have a funny feeling we're going to revisit this. And Mahomes is going to look like Mahomes again in a few weeks. Yeah. Um. And the playoffs are going to start when it matters the most. Right when the playoffs start, the Chiefs will get it right. They have the best coaching staff in the NFL. And you'd be hard-pressed to put money against them. I would not bet against them. Never.
1: No. No, I never do. I never would. Nope.
0: But I'm also the guy that is a Jets fan
1: and has <laughs> been on the Jets to
0: win the super bowl every year since i can remember so you know take that for what it's worth too so
1: yeah
0: yeah worthless advice from me
1: so i i know you just talked about this mahomes card but if we put that one aside some of your some of your most memorable pickups from the year and and not not flips like cards that you've purchased and said i'm i'll never let these cards go
0: i mean Babe Ruth Gowdy, raw. It's it got a one. Uh fantastic. Never gonna probably come out. Um, I picked up this is interesting. It's a 74 card satchel page. I forgot the it's a crazy card, um, but he signed it. And I brought the card in. I bought it raw, and I brought it into um San Diego Sports. Madawan and Justin, they graded it for me, and I said, "Take a shot on the auto." I didn't even know if it was real. Grade the auto. The Satchel Page auto ten. So not only the oh. Satchel not pay, obviously long dead, did not sign a lot, if at all, and the oh. auto got a ten. That to me is just, it's not going to get sold. I brought it to the Garfield show. I put a price on it at twenty five hundred. I had a couple people still messaging me, looking to buy the card, and I told them, you should have bought it for the 2500 when I was willing to take it, because they were willing to pay it. They just weren't sure. Mm. Now it's it's gone forever. Um, Vintage. It's been vintage. Um, all my big pickups this year that are, are going away, a Type 2 Sonella mm. Babe Ruth, it's going away. Um, all those types of cards, uh, I, I just... I'm I'm finding them, I'm buying them, I'm selling anything else I can to cover the cost of those cards. Yeah. You know, can anybody own a 33 Gaudi Ruth? Absolutely. Can anyone go buy one in a PSA one holder with a with a MK mark on it? Sure. Can you go buy one raw in the wild, get it graded, and then own it for a long time? Like that just to me is a reason to keep it. Uh, stuff like that. And it's all vintage, folks. All vintage. Babe mm-hmm. Ruth. Can't do a whole lot to get his cards to go down in value. Mickey Mantle. Joe DiMaggio. You can go mm-hmm. as far as you want. You know? Hockey. Wayne, Gre- Wayne Gretzky. I mean, you all realize mm-hmm. Wayne Gretzky's record's going to get broken any day now? Not any day, but very soon by Alex Ovechkin. And people actually, who's Wayne Gretzky? If you don't know who he is now, you're going to find out real soon you know, um, vintage. Mm
1: -hmm. Do you think that's the play? Do you think vintage is like for your own to, for your own, like, like cards that you're purchasing, that you're saying, I'm going to hold on to these that they're almost irreplaceable. Now you just said, yeah, I I can get these cards elsewhere, but they almost become your own, right? If you're buying these cards and you're grading these cards and you're the, the page auto, you graded that it's almost becomes your own. It becomes something just a little different. Than everybody else's card.
0: I mean, a lot of people can have a satchel page auto. You can go get one right now on eBay. $800, $900, 1000 1200 1, Go get one. No problem. But I bought mine in the raw, in the wild, for 500 bucks. Took a shot. Crazy, man, stupid, maybe. But I knew my source. I know where I'm buying it from. You know, I'm not buying it from some stranger walking up to me at a random card show saying, look at my satchel page auto. No. Educated hopeful but you know cards like that like you don't find those you're just not gonna find that again if you find a satchel page auto raw in the wild for the right price you'd buy and take a chance you don't find it um but that stuff yeah and just again it's not even all vintage per se it's just hard to find like i showed you that barry sanders card Mm -hmm. that's a row zero flare legacy blue to 99 it's a pop three but if you found one, it's probably a PSA six condition. Yeah. There's not they're not out there in the wild. You don't find them. Um, you know, cards like that, that's rare. Is it worth a lot of money? I don't know. What's a lot of money? Three thousand, yeah. four thousand Depends right? on who,
1: yeah, depending on who's holding right? the card.
0: Right. Yeah. But that card, go find another one raw. And then when you do, find one that is nice. Like Some things you just don't need to sell or you hold a little, you saw that Lemieux jambalaya I've had, right? Like that's,
1: Mm.
0: you know, you just go certain cards like that. Rare, 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 rare. It doesn't have to be valuable. Dollar wise. Rare can be $50, Mm -hmm. but there's gotta be a reason why somebody else is going to want to buy it from you Mm -hmm. or one day. And I say, it's not for sale. Sure. Someone's going to walk up to me one day and offer me a dumb price for the satchel page order. Like, actually offer me more than twenty five hundred dollars or something dumb which is might be dumb i don't know and i'll say oh you know what today i'll take it i want to buy something else yeah right now i don't Yeah. but that's anytime i get a chance to buy vintage now ken even in rough condition big names quality 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 years you got to buy it this stuff is just they're just not making any more of it
1: yeah And besides the vintage, I mean, is there any, anybody else or any other sport or any other decade that you're chasing? Like you're saying that I just think this is the play right now. Yeah.
0: So vintage, uh, let's go a little more recent. I won't call it vintage. Let's call it like our years growing up. So everyone, everyone loves refractors. They love these X Fractors, inserts, numbers. I love them too. You can buy them all different price ranges from a dollar to $3,000. But what I've been having a lot of fun with keyword fun and very affordable has been doing these like late 80s, 90s, early 2000s from those upper deck type products, those older products like Don Russ. and, You know how many amazing autos there are of players that didn't have 3,000 autos in product? Now they have autos now. You can open yeah. up a mosaic box and pull a Wayne Corbett auto of a today product. It's worth 10 bucks, 12 yeah. bucks. But there's Wayne Corbett autos from when he played the early that there's not tons of. And yeah. think about that. Think of your favorite team and go ask. I was going to tell you this earlier. Over the holidays, the kids should be asking their parents and grandparents, who did you watch growing up? It doesn't have to be Michael Jordan. Like, I, if you ask me, my favorite players growing up, Sam Perkins, James Worthy. I love those Tar Heels. You know who I didn't love? Michael Jordan. I love Worthy <laughs> and Perkins. Right. I loved rooting against Patrick Ewing. Right. I loved in baseball. I loved Don Mattingly. I hated Roger Clemens. I hated Pedro Martinez. But those little stories are those are the autos. Now I'm out buying like. Who didn't love like those basketball things with the guys doing all the crazy plays? and stuff, like skip to my Lou and all these guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Ray for Austin. Buying these autos. They're so affordable. You yeah. don't see them. You cannot find them. From these, not current product, we're not talking- And a
1: lot of those guys are in the Hall of Fame too now.
0: Or like our days, remember basketball as a professional sport is not as old as we think it is, right? So it's not, the history isn't that long. So a lot of the guys that we saw playing growing up are legends to us. They're not legends to a lot of people because they're 20 years old now. These people watching the game are 20 and 30. They didn't know who Sleepy Floyd was. We know who Sleepy Floyd was, right? Like, you could joke about, like, even Herb Williams, but now he was a great coach, assistant coach. All these local guys, Charles Oakley, people don't know. All these autos, I'm finding them out there in the wild, buying them in bulk. Man, what a great cheap time.
1: Too. I bet cheap. you're getting them cheap. Yeah.
0: I'm buying them cheap because nobody, like,
1: nobody wants them. There's, no, com- comps them. There's no, no comps on them. There's no comps. You
0: can find comps on some of these guys, like, 15, 20, 30, 40 bucks an auto. Yeah. some of these guys you realize like I bought one the other day art monk
1: oh i remember him yeah
0: art monk one of the best wide receivers. he was at one time when we were growing up right he had the catch streak most cat he was everything he was number one wide. he was the goat before Jerry rice was the goat
1: yeah
0: art monk go find his autographs on cards go look now for art monk everybody listening you're not going to find a whole lot of art monk autos so people don't want to pay 50 bucks for his auto go find one they're gonna cost you a hundred. These are guys that when as we get older these names will become more and more relevant to the other people in the hobby yeah we're gonna get more expensive. These autos also from the early 90s late 90s, early 90s, early 2000s and these products you think number two a thousand of an auto is a lot That's the only probably thousand autos these people had mm. that's all they had. They probably had three products with 1500 autos in it. So when you see like a Scott Rowland auto, he doesn't have ten thousand autos in those products.
1: Well, th- there's not there's not ten thousand products, right? That's the point. I mean, you've got a, a modern guy today, and every product he may have a hundred, two hundred, three hundred. You so know, so think about that, Ken. Like that's just,
0: the stuff like you want to own. Like so, you know, to go back to like Wayne Corbett. He's one of my childhood, my childhood, one of my lifetime favorite all time jets. Yeah. Wayne, if you're listening, I love you. Let's meet any day for a soda. <laughs> but Wayne Corbett autos today are you know 10, 12, 15 bucks. Yeah. But his older autos, they're still they're 25, 30, 40. But when was the last time you went to a card show and you looked in someone's box and you saw from their playing days, not modern, from their playing days, Michael Strahan, Wayne Crebet, Pennington, Testa Verdi, Jim Kelly, all these guys. Yeah. You go as high or low down the ladder as you want. When do you see these guys?
1: Yeah. Never. Do you, do you like buying up those in-person autos?
0: No. Are no you, IPs. Yeah. No yeah. IPs. I mean, I would do IP of the right player, but no IPs. I like IPs. I've done them with like, uh, uh, sorry, IP in-person folk. And if when you are buying an auto, if you're not sure if something's IP, you're not looking at the back of the card. It'll tell you usually if the card is certified or auto, you know, authenticated by if that I They company.
1: guarantee the auto. Yeah, yeah.
0: If it doesn't have that, it's usually an IP. If you see a card that doesn't look like it should be signed, it probably shouldn't <laughs> be. It doesn't mean it's fake. It just means you need to pay extra to get it certified. Anyway, uh, I don't mess with them too much because there's an extra cost. I did buy one at Old Bridge because it was the coolest one I've seen. It was a Billy Ripken, the F-Face card on the bat barrel, that he, the rookie card that he signed it. I gave the guy probably too much for it because you don't see him, but it's at PSA now getting authenticated um, because – Who the heck wouldn't want a Billy Ripken F-Face autographed rookie card? (laughs) Like, that's just the coolest thing ever. And it'll be for sale, everybody, when it comes back. yeah.
1: Brad's plugging his table already.
0: (laughs) Actually, cards like that don't get sold too quick. You know why? I like them. I I like my cards too much, Ken.
1: Yeah. You don't want to let them go too quick, too easy.
0: Ah, You know what? That's the problem. I'm buying too much stuff I like right now.
1: Yeah. It's but see, so you're a lot, you're a lot like me too, though. Like, I know all your cards are all coming with stories, and you like telling those stories. And and sometimes the story is better than the card, so you don't let the card go because you just want to hold on to the card and te- keep telling the story, right?
0: And it's funny too, because my friends they'll listen. There's my one two of my buddies who are um well, there's three buddies, one's into cards. Uh two of them make fun of me for this. One's into cards, one's not, but he plays along with it. I have like a, a dollar bill signed by Lee Trevino. I'm probably told the story on here before, and, and they always like ask me if I bring it to the show so I can tell people that story. And then usually they ask me how many times I told it, and it's not funny anymore. But you know, I do have a good Lee Trevino dollar bill story. If anyone asks me that, I'll be happy to tell you uh, what that was all about.
1: Yeah. So where where are they going to see you next? Where are you setting up next?
0: January 6th, Old Bridge. There's two Old Bridge shows normally. That Friday night show. This is the Triple Crown production show. Uh, Saturday, Saturday the 6th. It's right after New Year's. I don't think there's a whole lot going on. It's an early show. I think they do like 9 to 2.
1: It's just just Saturday, 9
0: to 2? It's just Saturday. It's a small show. Um, Maybe 40, 40, 50 tables. I went to that show one time as a buyer. And again... I always like to set up where I like the buying. I didn't buy a ton, but the quality of cards the dealers were showing were high. Mm -hmm. Um, There was not a lot of, you know, PSA nine mosaic prism retail, you know, third year two is um, being shown. It was a lot of decent stuff and guys making deals. So I liked it. I said, you know what? Nice crowd of dealers. Very comfortable room for me. Let's take a table. And then after that, of course, Ken, where I won't see you, is White down. Plains. Or White Plains, yeah. yeah. I'll be with, You'll uh, probably
1: see me. I, I I think I'm going to be able to go down there to walk the show. I, I just have too many commitments that weekend to commit to being yeah. set up.
0: Yeah. I know behind the diamond, John is taking, I think this time, it's just him and me. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody else in the square except, uh, John, if you're listening, you can confirm me that later. I believe it's just John and myself um, for that. And then after that, February, I will be Old Bridge. No, sorry. Uh, February will be Old Bridge on the Friday night. There will be Manahawken on a Saturday. And then there is, again, small shows. And then Sunday, Cardboard Carnival, which is now in Montville. Those guys do a bang out production. Manahawken, too. Small show, South Jersey. Don't sleep, people. Do not sleep on Manahawken. And the Friday Night Old Bridge show, Do Not Sleep.
1: I'm going to have to come stay at your house to go to these shows. It's a, it's a lot of travel time for me yeah, you know, to get, you know, to get in the so. car, especially South Jersey, right? Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I mean, it's, it's not so bad. You know, again, Manor Hawkins is like, like 45 minutes south for me from here. But I like the crew there. The table setups are great. The show promoter, Jeff and Neil, these are great dudes. I like, you know. Sometimes it's about the money, yeah, but when you go to a show and you know the other dealers there are super cool to hang out with, you know the promoter is super awesome to talk to, and you're paying 50 bucks for a table and you want to be there, so maybe you don't sell as much, but there's worse things to do than do that. Uh, yep. Old Bridge Friday night's been a great hangout. I don't drink, you know, but man, they got the bar open, cheap beers and burgers and hot dogs going, and it's a great room, and I hang out with, uh, last show, Dave, uh, Extraordinary Cards, Blue Steam, yep. he was a good time to hang out with, and we saw Tyler. And Santiago was there.
1: And then uh, March. Is do a big do play you play. think that that Obrich show, do you think the Friday night is better than Saturday or the Saturday is better than Friday?
0: There are two different promoters and it's two different shows. But this year, the, the December show I did uh, for Old Bridge, the one they did Friday and Saturday, Friday night was awesome. Uh, Saturday was rough, but there's a lot of competition that day. Um But they do a good show. Uh, Steve and his dad, they really, I like, I really like that venue there. They do a real nice, again, same thing. Good dealers, good customers, really good room to be in. It's very friendly, very warm. Um, But the other one, Saturday, I've never shut up at it before. That Friday night show is a blast, man. I know it's like for five to 10 on a Friday. For you, it's a long drive.
1: Yeah, but I might come down. I mean, if I could come down early enough on a Friday so I could beat all the traffic and get there and do some things before the show, sure. then I don't mind. You know, I could walk the show and do it. It's whatever. a very small
0: show. It's, a, you know, it depends on how long of a drive it is for you. It's small. But yeah. honestly, like, I again, I said it last time when you see the quality of dealers there putting, you know, I sold a Michael Jordan rookie card at that show. You know, Dave next to me selling like whammy cards all around the room was like, Kretzky's rookies and things are moving. So, you know, it was even though it's small, 30 tables, mm. people were there selling cards and people were there buying. I mean, I sold things for 50 cents out of my 50 cent box, and I sold, you know, um a Jordan rookie. Got yeah. paid strong and a Jordan strong, like really strong for a PSC six Jordan rookie. So how do you not go to a show like that when people are whether you sold one card or 50 when you walk in the show and dudes are walking in with that kind of money to spend that's the place you want to be and they're coming with their money there there was a ton of repackers there looking for cards yeah that's what you want
1: especially me i have a handful of those higher end cards that i really i mean it it just it's there's very specific right so it's just certain people and i just need to i don't want to put them online and try to sell them online I, i want to i want to sell them at you know in person and I just need to put the you know get in front of the right people that would want these cards so.
0: don't don't again like we last show too don't discount these repackers, man a lot of these guys like Austin from NPT these guys pay so strong sometimes yeah. on the right stuff. listen, when you're handing them junk, what do you expect them to pay? you expect them to pay you eighty five percent on PSA like no let's be yeah. real people but if you bring these people cards, that are First of all, ask the repackers, like, who are they repacking for, right? So, like, find out who they're repacking for. When you hear they're repacking for major, major, like, breakers and major people, they're buying cars, and you see they're buying Sandy Koufax rookies for repacks. They're not buying Jalen Hurts, third-year Mosaic, Prism 9, PSA 9s.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And they're paying people. Do not turn these people away because they repack. They will give you money very fairly, probably as much as some of your walk-up customers will pay you. Sometimes better.
1: better like I, I've had them better. offer better money than than just a regular customer coming up to buy. Austin, and I say listening. I say a regular customer, but it's really like a regular flipper, right? Yeah, most people are just in, in the flipping business. They're, and they're I'm only saying
0: I'm only saying his name, but Austin. There's the guy Ethan. There's a bunch of really good dudes out there. Their crews. They know who I'm talking about. Their whole crew. I love these guys. Uh, meatball and 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 uh, brian they know they'll pay better than regular customers because they have to bring good stuff to their they're not always buying for themselves they're buying for other people you think Mm -hmm. they're going to gain them a pile of crap and get paid for it you think they want
1: to and i've i've listened to a few you know i've listened to a lot of stuff on i'm you know they're they're coming and buying from us from at 80 or 85, but then on the back end, they're going for 120, 115, 120, 125. So they can offer that where most people that are just coming in to flip. Right. I mean, they want to they want to come in and buy at 70 so they could sell it 80 or 85, or or come in and buy at 70 so they can sell it to these guys.
0: You know I, a repackers coming to your table when they're trying to buy like your four dollar patch cards and your two dollar cards, and they're trying to buy it in bulk because they want to run it in in repacks and mystery packs and pull boxes and stuff like, you know, those are guys looking to buy your cards for 12 cents on a dollar, which is fine. But then you get people that are actually doing real like card business. And I keep saying his name, not because it's him. It's because I just, the last deal I did was with him and it was great. Uh, Austin, you know, they're pay strong. And if I want, honestly, if I wanted out of the hobby and to be fairly treated, I would call these folks. First, because the right ones, they're going to tell you fairly. They're not going to screw you. They're going to be comfortable. They're going to make their money because that's what they get paid to do. But they're not going to let you walk away feeling like you got screwed. And guess what? You could also say no. Hey, I'll give you 100. No. 110. Okay. You can go. Wait, since when a repacker walks up to your table and offers you a card price that you have to say yes or can't counter? people
1: are we able to negotiate too?
0: wait yeah like wait <laughs> isn't it they're still our cards right they're not coming up yeah. to my table saying now these are mine yeah no they're great people a lot of them are great some are douchey but you know there's always douches yeah
1: Lots so look people. we just got we just broke over the hour mark uh well so you took my 20-
0: friday night from me ken so now you had to go over an hour so
1: 2024 any any uh predictions, uh, any bold predictions, anything you think's coming in the, you know, that we don't see it coming and you know, it's coming.
0: No, I wish my crystal ball broke when I came on to the interview, I'll give you three predictions. One, I think one's a long shot and one, I don't know. So I think uh, the card market will probably start to change directions in a positive note on pricing because I have reasoning. I'm not just throwing it out there. We're going to start to see interest rates come down. I think we're going to start to see some easing of some things in the real world that are going to make people get back to using their credit cards, you know, get back to spending, feel more comfortable buying cards. I think some of the heavier buyers and bigger spenders on bigger cards when they feel like, okay, I am safe again, my 401k and my investments are normal. The market's high rates are down. They can do some things. You'll see, you'll see. I think that'll come back. I don't think that's a tough one to call my bold prediction. Um, Man, if I had to make a bull prediction in 2024, it's got to be card-related. I mean...
1: Hobby. Hobby. It doesn't hobby have to be related. card. Hobby-related.
0: 2024, hobby-related. I'm going to say a ball long shot that we're going to see major companies like Panini, Fanatics, Upper Deck, and other major players in a positive way find a way to come up with some type of enforcement within the hobby, like a policing, that will prevent scammers and douches from getting away with things other than doing it and being welcome back. Like there is no regulation and there shouldn't be because we don't want regulation, but there should be some type of enforcement. There won't be. They have the billions of dollars it creates to do it. That's my prediction. 2024 that these clowns should all get together and say, how do we protect our customers from getting scammed by other customers? Let's help these people feel comfortable in the card world.
1: or just let them come together with the cards themselves, right? And you know,
0: I don't know. Some, I mean, like, you know, I want to feel like Ken, that if you scam me out of a thousand dollars, I shouldn't feel embarrassed, that I shouldn't feel ashamed, that I should be able to say, Hey, you know what? Somebody help me. This guy scam me. You call the cops, they're gonna say, sorry, we can't help you. No offense yeah. to them, can't help you. Call the nobody can help you. So it's like we said, a self-regulated morals ethics handshake.
1: Yeah. Someone
0: in the industry has the business and the money to say, Hey, we can enforce something when somebody does something wrong how i don't know I, i'm not the answer man i just think that yeah boldly yeah. someone needs to step up to the plate and start to help the consumers in the hobby be trusting only the person on the other side of the table or i don't want to use names well, like
1: I, you know think about what you're saying what, what does that really mean it means somebody's going to come in and regulate all the money all the I money going back and forth over the table well, yeah, Listen,
0: the irs is coming anyway ken everyone out there think irs is coming you all should report your transactions. You all should do it the right way anyway. But the IRS, they're common. So mm. if you're worried about the IRS and all the regulations, it's common. And yeah. I don't worry about regulation from that perspective. I'm talking more just like, you know what, Ken, that I can't sell you a fake card and get away with it, you know, that I can't steal from you and, and, and call the cops and them say, sorry, you know, like yeah. there's legitimate felonies being committed and nothing can happen because nobody can do anything. Nobody can do anything. You got to chase yeah. it down on eBay. And I get it that needs a change i think we need to see some help with this uh yeah that's hard it's yeah. hard
1: yeah too hard all right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. We're going to have to make this a regular thing. I think we already did make it a regular thing, but we'll continue. I don't to know. Make it a I don't thing. know, man.
0: You're going to have to start to pay me more to do this. I mean, it's,
1: it's, <laughs> and you know. know, it's funny. It's funny because as you're sitting here and as you're talking about report your cards and the IRS and we know you're into finance. I mean, that, that may be, may make a great episode down the, down the road there, you know, just talking about, you know, just
0: uh, you know, that's, what, the I, only comment you can tell people can is just be honest about it. Like the IRS doesn't want to get you in trouble. They don't want to get you in trouble. Just be honest. Keep good records, folks. Be honest. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And guess what? When I do this in the real world for people, if you made 50,000 bucks, Ken, and the IRS said, hey, you got to give me 10,000 of that. Okay. I'll pay the 10 grand for you and you give me the 50. How's that work? You going to do that deal, Ken? (laughs) You're going to give me the 50 grand and I'll pay the 10,000 in taxes. then I would say, STF you, pay the 10 grand, and keep your 40 grand and walk away that you just made money.
1: Yeah, yeah, you made money. Why are you trying to hide? What, what, you what are you money? hiding for? Well, you made you money. Should, you should be Here's celebrating.
0: The, it's just the world we live in. I hate the IRS, I hate paying taxes. Nobody wants to pay. You yeah. just made money.
1: Yeah. Give them
0: the share you're supposed to give them. shut up and go away. Yeah, no problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah, everybody's celebrating because eBay decided they're not going to send the form out this year. You know, but listen, that, but
0: that's just another, it's just because the IR, no one's going to deal with it. That's why, you know, yeah. so you get another yeah. year of reprieve. It's fine. You should yep. honestly, though, you should still be reporting. You should still be reporting. It is another honor society, honest thing. And I do think one day, I know we're way over an hour now. I said it uh, to Dave the other day in Extraordinary Cards uh, in person that somebody in the hobby, is going to get, in a very public fashion, embarrassed for tax evasion, fraud, and all kinds of things. And that person is going to probably be made an example of. And when that mm-hmm. happens is when the lights are going to go off for people that, oh, wow, they caught somebody. Yeah, It hasn't happened yet. And if they've caught people, it's been so, nobody cares. Yeah, Wait till they catch a big person, real hobby person that's been hiding from hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars in profits, and they get put out blast. Watch how many people run. Yeah. And by the way, Ken, going back to this, I know we're, again, we're over. In, If I went out and started randomly telling everyone on Instagram and Facebook, going live and telling them what they should buy and sell, what cards, specifically players, if I did that in the stock market, I get in trouble, can't just make random recommendations to people, blanket across the board, not knowing your audience. There's rules that we have, rules that we have that we can't just say, hey, anyone wants to take this medicine should take it. Anyone who wants to buy this stock should buy it. Yeah. The card market, we let people go on Instagram who have not even the size of a pea in their head, tell people. Might have a brain, but have no clue about this.
1: Yeah. Have the money.
0: <laughs> have money. Let me. This guy's saying that they should go buy and sell Cam Reddish cards, and next thing you know, that dude just sold all his Cam Reddish cards, and you got screwed. Yep. You just got screwed. So, where's that person who's on Instagram telling everyone what they should buy and sell? They just got everyone's butt kicked in mm-hmm. money. Well, if I did that in the in my career. Someone would say he made that recommendation. Get in trouble.
1: Yeah, you go to jail.
0: You could get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, I could go on Instagram right now and put on a ponytail and start dancing around and screaming and tell everyone I think the next best thing to do is to buy, you know, um, Seth Curry rookie cards because he's one day going to be great for being S- uh, Steph's brother, and they're all going to lose their money. And everyone's like, I listen to this guy from Outlaws tell everyone to buy seth curry rookie cards because he's gonna be great and he's smart he's on instagram and he's on ken's show and let's listen to him
1: yeah Yeah. oh he must be smart if he's on my show
0: yeah and that and that would be your first mistake by listening to me about that then you're gonna (laughs) let someone like again middle-aged dude who knows nothing about sports except what i see on tv tell you who to buy and sell your cards from and i'm not gonna get in trouble for that that's fine well then yeah listen better but that shouldn't be happening
1: well, I mean, that's why. What the, you know, you see these kids with TikTok today, and all, and all these other things. That they're, they're, you know, they're all promoting something. You know, they're, they're, most people are getting paid to promote. You know, certain things here. Yeah. Here, I mean, I know people get prom, get paid in the hobby to promote things, but a lot of people, it's just, you know, they're they're, they're promoting stuff for their own for their own gain, right? Not yeah. not for not for the gain it. of another company.
0: You know, yeah. like you know. Back to those guys, if you're not a repacker and you're advertising repackers, man, I don't know if some of these dudes, I love some of these guys, and they might be listening, and I, some of them are my friends, why you would put your name on a repack product that you're not putting the cards in that product is very unwise to me because somebody someday is not going to be happy with that product, and you are endorsing it. If you're going to endorse it, build it yourself. Put the cards in there yourself. Do not leave your destiny in the card industry, especially in the card industry, to somebody else's laurels. That's absolutely insane, especially in this hobby when you can't trust the person next to you probably more than six feet if you don't know them very well, right? And you're going to put your name on a repack because someone sold it to you. You better
1: police anything your name is going on. Thank
0: you. And I think that some of you folks out there that are putting your names on repacks, if it's not your repack, man, watch it. If it's your repack, put some good stuff in there because it's only going to take one <laughs> one bad repack and you're done. That's yep. it. So, yeah. But if you want to repack cards, me and Ken are happy to give you quality yeah, cards, to you Ooh, We got some
1: price, nice cards to sell you.
0: <laughs> fair price cards for repacks. Good cards for repacks. No, again, PSA 9, Mosaic, third year, Jalen Hurts, Pinks. We don't have any of those.
1: <laughs> all right, kid, we got to go. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Ken. And uh, we're going to get you on real soon again. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. Take care, Paul. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And Until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you.